You're listening to the Murder Speaks Podcast, the show that spills the tea about true crime. Here's your host, Wendy Hinbest. Welcome back to Murder Speaks. I hope everyone's having a great week. So today's real crime story is about 20-year-old Tiffany Adams. She was eight months pregnant and had a boyfriend named Donnie. They lived in Vincennes, Indiana. One day they went to visit her father in Sullivan, Indiana, and they didn't have a car. So her father picked them up and brought them back to his house. Her father went grocery shopping, and while he was gone, Tiffany went to visit her mom. When her father returned, he asked Donnie where Tiffany was. And he tells him that Tiffany went to visit her mom. After a while, Donnie texted her, but she never responded. November 5th, 2014, Tiffany's father reported her missing. Donnie went back home without her because he had to work. Then her father received a call from Tiffany and heard Tiffany struggling and he also heard her male voice. It sounded like she was in trouble. He tells police that he's sure that the male voice was his ex-wife's husband. Apparently, they used to be friends. Tiffany posted things about her stepfather on Facebook. So the police go and talk to Tiffany's mother and stepfather and they tell police they never saw Tiffany. The police also talk to Tiffany's stepbrother, and he says that he never saw Tiffany either. The police look through Tiffany's Facebook, and she mentioned Donnie a lot, and he was the last one to see her. Now, the police learn that Tiffany and Donnie were not together long enough for him to be the father of her baby. So the police question Donnie, he tells police he started dating her after she became pregnant and that the father is Artem. Apparently, they fought a lot and got back together a lot. Tiffany's mother and stepfather called the police and told them she was not missing and they would take down the posters. By late December 2014, Tiffany is close to her due date and she is still missing. She missed her last appointment and she hadn't gone to any hospitals. December 30th, 2014, the police get an urgent call about a body in a cornfield. She looked like she was pregnant and it looked like she was strangled with a red sweater. When Tiffany went missing, she was wearing a pink t-shirt and a red hoodie. The next day, an autopsy was performed. She died of ligature strangulation. And her unborn son died of suffocation due to the death of his mother. The dental records confirm it was Tiffany Adams. The police finally get a hold of Artem. And they tell him she is deceased and he gets very emotional. It was confirmed Artem was at work 30 miles away from Sullivan when Tiffany went missing. 
the police received Tiffany's subpoenaed cell phone records. And the number Tiffany texted multiple times was to Amber Orr, her stepbrother's wife. The police showed Tiffany's cell phone records to them, and they both say they have not talked to Tiffany. They tell police they rented a movie the day Tiffany went missing. That was their alibi. But it was confirmed that they didn't rent a movie until around 5 p.m. And Tiffany went missing around 1 p.m. The police subpoena their cell phone records. And Tiffany's phone is missing. Tiffany's phone is missing. Her phone was in the downtown area, so she did make it to her mom's house. But Tiffany was in a car. But who was the driver? Jonas and Amber didn't have a vehicle. Tiffany's killer must have taken her phone after they killed her. The police speak to a friend of Jonas and Amber. Apparently, Jonas borrowed his vehicle the day Tiffany went missing. So the police get a search warrant for the borrowed truck, and they find small red fibers. January 20th, Jonas Orr is arrested. When the results of the fibers come back, it's not a match. August 26th, a group of divers find Tiffany's cell phone in the lake, and they are able to retrieve Tiffany's text. The police find out that Jonas was texting his wife, Amber, from Tiffany's cell phone. He even named himself in the text and then lied to his wife about whose phone it was. The police bring the evidence to Jonas. You've never ever used Tiffany's cell phone. You guys are telling me I called my wife on Tiffany's phone and I know what phone I used. Did you see Tiffany Adams on November the 5th, 2014? It really looks like that you guys were together. Well, you're wrong about that because uh, I haven't seen her. You guys can say all the And he denies ever seeing Tiffany. The police believe they know what happened to Tiffany. Jonas probably ran into Tiffany at her mother's house, gave her a ride to where he killed her, then went back to his dad's house, removed the SD card from his father's security camera, the police find out that Jonas raped Tiffany. Could that be a motive for murder? We don't know if that was a motive for killing her, though. June 2016, the trial begins. Jonas is found guilty and sentenced to 120 years in prison. I mean, evidence doesn't lie. He can tell the police until he's blue in the face that he didn't see Tiffany. But evidence doesn't lie. They got the phone records. He was texting his wife from Tiffany's phone. Why does he have Tiffany's phone? He has Tiffany's phone because he killed her. And he was dumb enough to text his wife from her phone. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Murder Speaks. Hope you enjoyed it. If you like it, please share it. Sharing is caring. And if you are a true crime addict like me, Check out my store, crystalkiss.com, that's crystal with a K, for some murder merch. Start killing it with Crystal Kiss murder merch. Check out my YouTube channel, Crystal Kiss, for more real crime stories. Also, check out my other YouTube channel, Wendy Boo, where my daughter and I play games like Among Us and Roblox. And we just started a new YouTube channel called Puppy Planet, 
where we vlog about our dogs. So check it out. Subscribe and hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of our videos. Thank you so much for listening. Join me again on Murder Speaks. Bye.